Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. And welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox titled How to Stop Performing in Relationships. And this is in regards to romantic and non-romantic relationships. So some updates. I uploaded a new episode on my Patreon about what I learned regarding communication for my parents. Unfortunately, as much as I loved them, my parents weren't the best communicators. In life, it did what it always do. It forced me to unlearn a lot of their lessons and their skills. And this episode, I just kind of go through some of the confrontations that I had that forced me to realize that this style of communication does not work. And I really love this platform because I can be as intimate as I want to be with a community that chooses to engage with me. And that is super, super liberating. Um, I love being vulnerable on that platform because all the people there, uh, they have, they are open and open hearted like I am. And I, I just, I like that feeling a lot. So the song of the week that has moved me and it's just making me, it's really making me feel so good. It's by a Congolese artist, Franco and Lee T-P-O-K Jazz. The song is called Ngai N-G-A-I Timbe T-E-M-B-A Elek E-L-E-K. Forgive me if I mispronounce that. Um, just forgive me. I heard the video. I heard this song on a video posted by Miss Tina where Beyonce was taking photos for Vogue, I believe. Um, and I was just kind of wrapped up or just captured by this song. It just made me feel so good. It made me feel sexy and loved and romantic and kind of really pleased with myself. So when you get the chance and you're feeling, you know, very French Parisian, I smoke on the balcony, listen to the song, enjoy yourself and report back. So let's get into this topic. Um, I really love this topic. I've been working on this piece for a minute and it towards the end, it'll all come together. So that's, I'm just going to put that warning out there warning out there. So let's go. I sort of grew up with the notion that you can escape pain. And unfortunately, my parents did not have the tools, the proper tools to deal with painful situations. So I learned from them. And whenever pain or heartbreak showed up, I do what I know best. And I would find an easy or, uh, yeah, I would find it easy, but unhealthy way to self-soothe. And one thing I would do, and I'm not necessarily sure if it's easy to live with, but it's an easy process to do is I would make pain and hurt proof of my incorrectness. 
or my wrongness or my badness. So when something came up that caused me great pain, it wasn't just life, you know, life that's happening. It wasn't just incompatibility. It wasn't just a set of circumstances that I could work through. Instead, I believe deeply that it was something in me that created that. Or if I didn't believe there was something in me that created that, I believe that with, and I believe this with all my heart, that my innateness, who I am, is what caused me to be treated like this. And, you know, for the girls who are going through therapy, if you know anything about labeling yourself or seeing yourself as bad, incorrect, not good, or not good enough, you know that it inspires a whole lot of actions that are never really good for you. And you end up doing really, really harmful things like looking for validation from others. And this is where the performance come in. When you believe in your heart that you are inherently incorrect, you make anyone your compass. Meaning you latch to any you latch on to anyone who will guide you back to being good again because you believe you are bad and you believe you don't have the knowledge of being good. So you need someone to help you get there. And you latch on to people who tell you what you are and make you feel like you are worth something. And sometimes the compass is your parents. And you allow them to do very unhealthy things like dictate your life and tell you who you are because you are afraid that you can't do it or you will screw it up. Because remember, you innately believe you are bad. So you don't think that you have a capacity to do anything that would be good for you. Sometimes your parents are the ones that made you aware of your incorrectness by their labeling, by their judgment, by their cruelty. So you might turn away from them and you don't care too much about how they, you know, want you to live your life. But instead of turning to them, you turn to someone else. You turn to your friends as a compass and your friends are more likely to help you figure out who you are and help you believe that you are more than just bad and not good enough. But sometimes you run into a lot of people who don't give a fuck about you, who won't guide you to you, who will only blur your vision. And then when you don't have, you know, a good sense of self from your friends or your community, the next step you usually turn to, and this is the place where people are hurt the most, is you turn to your partners and you want them to help guide you back to you and help validate you. And often they remind you that you are incorrect as you are. They remind you of the secret that you already have held in your heart. And sometimes they go so far as to give you more reasons why to help you believe more why you are incorrect. They may point out some new stuff that you weren't really cognizant of or aware of. And all of a sudden you lump that in with the 
parts of you that believe that you are bad or not good enough or unworthy. And when you're told you are incorrect by those closest to you, and when you have not cultivated the skill of self-validation and you haven't really decided to be yourself, be your authentic self, you do a very natural thing. You hide yourself for being for fear of being hurt or you split yourself in two and seek validation. So when you hide yourself, you slowly and people it, people really don't often notice this you kind of disconnect yourself from society and you decide that you are just going to enjoy the company of yourself and you may not show it but you're a little sad about it you're sad that those around you can't see you can't see this pure self even you're sad you're sad that you can't see you And some folks, they internalize it as a society problem and they get very angry at society and isolate themselves. And, you know, they stay on the Internet and troll and they refuse to think that it's something that they can work on within themselves and help validate themselves. And some folks internalize it as a them problem. And cut themselves out from the world. So they don't think it's society that's wrong. They think it's because of me. So it would probably be better if I just remove myself from the world. And the world won't have to experience me. On the other hand, when you split yourself in two, you hide your true self. And you kind of create this chameleon-like identity as your representative. And I think this is one of the ones that people do the most often. The chameleon or the representative, that's the performer. That's the performer. She is agreeable to everyone. She is what everyone needs. They need a listening ear. She can be that. Her prospects mention they want to stay at home wife. She shows them that she is that possibility by cooking for him. Her parents tell her she should be doing better. She shows them that she's good and she's good enough by applying to law school despite not wanting to be a lawyer. This person, this performer, listens acutely to others so that she can be exactly what they need because she's looking for that validation of she's good, she's good enough. So she's going to be and transform into anything they deem good. The problem with both strategies, you know, of i.e. being alone and splitting yourself into two is that ultimately you still feel bad. You still feel bad. This is not the solution to feeling good. This is not a proper self-soothe. And you never allow yourself the freedom to be you when you you know, fall into these two categories of pulling yourself away from the world or hiding yourself and pretending to be like someone else. And this is kind of sad because you have the permission to be you at any time, but you are denying yourself from being you because you don't think it's good enough, because you think it's bad, because you think it's incorrect. And that's very hurtful. That's a very hurtful process to go through. 
The person who escapes society to hide in their world feels alone because no one is there. The person who splits themselves in two feels bad because despite having people around, no one knows the real you. And you are doing extremely tiring work to make sure that they don't. And what's super hurtful about this process, all you're trying to do is feel better, but essentially you are suffering because to you, this form of suffering of being alone, splitting yourself into is more bearable than you being you and you being okay with that person and you deciding that while you were you, you would like to enjoy the present moment with a person who likes that. And that's hurtful. You chose this self-soothing practice that basically alienates you over deciding to be who you are and choosing people who love that. And as someone who has performed for most of her life, those choices, those band-aids for pain, they are not worth it. The men you date who you know do not see you and still you date them because you want people to congratulate you because you're in a relationship or you want people to see you as worthy because you are no longer single, it's not worth it. The friends you have who do who you do not like and they probably don't like you, but you change yourself just to keep them around, it's not worth it. You're doing an exhausting and alienated process. The identity that you construct every time you meet a new person is not worth it. It's tiring. It's excruciating. It's alienating. Pulling away from the world is not worth it. The work you have to do to be yourself after decades of not being yourself is not worth it. It takes a lot of work to find your voice when you've put on so many identities. It's not worth the trouble. Responding to pain like that, it costs way too much. I'm telling you, it costs a lot. So your best bet when you face pain when you face these circumstances, it's to hold on to you and to believe that by small incremental steps, you can get over it because you can. But cutting yourself off from the world, splitting yourself into two and hoping and praying that someone outside of you will see you as worthy as good as a full and interesting person cannot be the option. The actions of that process is draining. So when you're deciding to be with 
a romantic or a non-romantic person, be yourself. It is much easier to be yourself and enjoy the present moment over hiding yourself and being what that person needs you to be. It's much easier, it's more fulfilling, and it's worth it. And on that note, take care. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.